0: Welcome to another episode of the Greatest Pod, where we discuss and debate what makes something great. I'm Ron Swallow.
1: I'm Ed Greer, and I am producer Bill. And today we are going to talk about the greatest robots, robot culture.
0: <laughs> robots. We're gonna talk about robots, and I am not one at all.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, they're they're not just menacing you via capture. <laughs> they are, they are definitely uh, a staple in sci-fi and the Asimov's rules for robotics mm. handed down. through are almost mo- like most stories kind of have some version of that. So like, uh, yeah, in you guys experience, what was, uh, uh, I'll go with uh, Bill first. What in your experience, what was the first robot? You knew their name. You knew that they were a fucking robot. They were a character in a show or a menace in a show or whatever. You know what? I think it was the girl from Small Wonder.
2: oh man and if you if you know what i'm talking about you are definitely of a certain age because (laughs) there was what i think was sort of a short-lived sitcom about an inventor who builds a robot daughter who's just part of the family and then it's just it just turns into a very generic like fish out of water sitcom kind of of the same mold of like i dream of genie or bewitched mm-hmm. yep but instead of having a supernatural presence in the family they had a robot and uh otherwise it was a very feel-good 80s sitcom
0: yeah vicky the robot vicky that mm-hmm. was her name yeah yeah vicky yeah Lawson. yeah uh well and that's funny that you said first one that you saw and i a hundred percent know that it's rosie from the jetsons i mean oh, if you're shit. saying first yeah. one that i ever saw it's rosie from the jetsons 100 wow. percent. By the way,
2: Rosie from the Jetsons is high on the list. Yeah. Of
1: robots you'd have sex with, right, guys?
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, uh, I don't want to be too too 90s, but that's a, that's a
1: donk. <laughs> you know, that's she robot. just, Thick. <laughs> dude, she just hover over your junk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> just hook it up, you know? Uh, so uh, AC or DC, baby uh, <laughs> I'm a both Personally
0: <laughs> I love that it took us Literally two minutes And whatever amount of seconds To get into the robot sex So pretty hey. proud of it, guys, pretty proud of it Why even have robots, you know Why, why yeah. even have them I do love that when people started inventing robots The first thing they decided to do was like How can we fuck this robot <laughs> Well, by the way,
2: okay, so uh, now I want to get into this. I don't know that it was the first robot ever in pop culture, but one of the early sort of ubiquitous examples of a robot was, I think it was Maria in Metropolis, the Fritz Lang uh, silent movie Metropolis. That robot, which is still an absolutely iconic robot design, was essentially designed to be a sexy lady. And this was
1: in like the 1920s. Mm. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, like one of the first things, and, and let's just 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 get past it, so we don't have to acknowledge it anymore. The dude who invent robots, one of the first things they think about is, hey, let me invent a victimless crime. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> looking, there's Ooh. a lot of that. There's there's a lot of that shit. So it's like, I, I think, I mean, look, there's there's certain people who marry like stuff like that, you know? Yeah, hey, yeah. and it, what? It, and uh, like C3PO was mine, by the way. Not my sex robot, but my first <laughs> robot that I remember. C three PO was the first rope C three PO and I guess um R2 D2 as a tag team were the first times I saw robots as like a character, I may have maybe seen, you know, Rosie or something like that earlier. But the ones that really imprinted on me were those two. And it was really like, for some reason, I kind of thought of them as like one piece that fit together. Because maybe I was getting introduced to like Transformers and shit at the same time that I kind of because like I had to go back and do the Star Wars thing. Mm-hmm. So like maybe I, I thought that they were going to combine and form something. I was always waiting for uh, that because they were always together. And I was like, when are they going to form something? And then they never formed anything.
0: They formed so, a yeah. great comedic
2: duo. <laughs> you're right you know you're what right. well said ron I, yeah. I was gonna ask c3po or r2d2 <laughs> who's your favorite
1: everybody's gonna say r2d2 yes as they should
0: all right <laughs> <on>. <laughs> yeah so look like, should we hit on cool robots in star wars just to knock it out are, are any those better th- than r2d2 i mean eh, i guess that's true no bb-8's probably not cooler mm. pretty rad but not cool Mm. not cooler for me the only one that that kind of well there's probably two that kind of hold up one
2: is that robot from rogue one that also has like a surly personality
0: yeah love that i mean anything done by alan tudyk is going to be good what was his name
1: like k11 or some shit that that was a cool so yeah so Yeah, that that motherfucker was cool. Yeah, that was a cool robot. All
2: right, and then and then the robot emancipation female robot from Solo. Yeah, hanging around with Lando. That was yeah robot
1: too. Yeah, and then they of course had to uh, defeat her, neuter her, and rip her head off and put it on the dashboard of the ship. Yeah, yeah. Terrible.
0: Well, look, I guess since we're talking about robots, let's just get into it a little bit. Let's just say. That Star Wars depictions of robots as it's gone through various phases has made it more the longer you see robots and droids inside of Star Wars, the more you go. I think you guys have just made slaves that for real, because a lot of these robots are clearly thinking bots with personalities. Like they they make their own decisions. They do odd things. They're not doing it because of their programming. A lot of times they're doing it like out of a thoughtful thing. Sure. Maybe they have someone who they're with, but like a lot of the decisions they're making are like sort of freedom, like choices. And, Mm -hmm. and then in many of the instances, they're just also made to just like do a bunch of work. It's very confusing. Do you guys know the origin of the word robot? Like the etymology
2: of the word robot? I don't. It was originally a Slavic word, "rabota," which meant forced labor. Holy shit. Yeah. So it comes from uh, the Middle Ages, and it was essentially referring to a system whereby a serf um, would be put in a position where they had to do forced labor in order to have their rent paid. By the Lord of the of whatever land they lived on, so hey. robot is just a cognate of this word that describes a system of indentured servitude.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's interesting robot. because, yeah. like, if a robot can't think, I don't give a shit uh, if it's doing a bunch of work. But as soon as it starts like thinking for itself and trying to survive, mm-hmm. like even if that's a program within it, it's still kind of makes me go, I don't know if we should, I mean, I don't know what it does otherwise. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're
2: not wrong, but it's also, there's a little bit of a blurry line between like robot and artificial intelligence. True. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? Cause like you don't have to have both. And Mm -hmm. I always, I always felt like, and maybe it's just the language thing, but I always felt like R2D2 was maybe not fully sentient That he was more, you know, like obviously he could do things and he had something like a personality, but he felt a little bit more utilitarian. But maybe that's just a bias because he doesn't have language in the way that we understand it. But like your robot doesn't have to be self-aware. Like, yeah, you know, it's two separate things. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, it seems like for fiction you ha- need to have a little bit of artificial intelligence in your robots and maybe, you know, R2, D2 sort of the threshold. So he sort of rocked mm-hmm. back and forth. He squealed, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Little things to let you know there's, he's a little bit alive, but at the same time, uh, and me and Ron have had this conversation. Ron's like, Ron definitely knows in his heart that R2, D2 is a person period. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, did he do one fucking thing that wasn't in the programming? No. (laughs) So he's a good, loyal friend or a fucking robot. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, it's a little bit of both because he does. Usually it's like, hey, R2, plug into that thing and figure out that thing. And then he does that. And then the rest is maybe survival instinct, too, though, because like, you know, he pulls out the shocker and shocks, a sends an electric volt to. This guy or that guy he does a little mm-hmm. squeal when he's in danger or whatever. Yeah. But but that could be arguably could be just programming like, hey, we programmed survival into this robot because we they're expensive.
1: Yeah. I
2: mean, yeah. And <laughs> value. Yeah. And, Valley, yeah, they're, they're, and they yeah. do things that we need them to do. I think that's well, true.
1: An astromech is that's another thing, though, an astromech. Mm-hmm. It literally flies copilot with you and make sure you don't fucking die. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's like a co-pilot and an on-site mechanic and can fly in fucking space and do stuff as you can see from doctor D2 flying later <laughs> conveniently. Uh so so if something goes wrong with your ship, it can boost around, go to the underbelly and f- work on it and shit in a way that you fucking can't, you know? Yeah. It's invaluable. So like there's some like toasters, you know, that these Jawas got in the desert selling them to the moisture farmers okay. like <laughs> I don't know, man. Astromech seemed like some shit that'd be in Top Guns cockpit or something, you know. Yeah. I guess Star Wars is a world where everybody kind of goes around like that, but I don't know. I don't know. It sort of breaks down. You look to it look at it too close. But the whole point of droids, I think us going to the whole slave point, and we've talked about it with droids a lot, but robots in and of themselves are supposed to be the people, quote unquote, or the things that we send in so that man, humankind <laughs> doesn't have to get run over by that car. <laughs> uh, you know, uh you know uh th- they they're supposed to be these things that we send in so that that humans don't have to be in danger. So by definition they are like this sort of disposable and so the AI thing comes in all the time in I am disposable, but I am not disposable. I am not disp- I am not expendable, John Rambo. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I am not expendable. I I am a person. Which is always
2: not always, but usually a good story. However, I want to make the case for disposable robots because Mm -hmm. nothing is better for superheroes fighting Mm -hmm. than some tough ass disposable robots. Whether it's age of Ultron or whether it's the old Fleischer Superman cartoons. Like I love superheroes beating the shit out of robots or even in the case of star Wars. Now you can Make the case that maybe they're vehicles, but like coming up with strategies to take down the ATATs or ADATs, whatever you prefer. um, (laughs) Like, that's some kick ass robot fighting. And like, I think having a wide variety of super kick ass, malleable, uh, semi autonomous, or even fully autonomous robots to smash and destroy without having a bunch of ethical complications is vital to some action fiction.
0: Uh, actually, absolutely. Um, did you guys... Uh, we're we're going to do a Patreon on this, by the way, patreon.com slash the greatest pod about Guardians. And mm-hmm. there is a scene in there that is made so much better because these are mostly robots now. And, well, and without it really getting, makes a difference.
2: Yeah, I mean, without getting into spoilers, they did that in Guardians 2 as well when... I forget the name of the gold people, but when the gold people attack, it's all mm-hmm. of those remote piloted drones. Mm-hmm. And so they can just go to town on them with reckless abandon and you don't get into any stick, sticky ethical consequences. And I love that. I think it's great.
1: Well, yeah, I also think that the, I think though, there is this weird schism between robot and drone. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because like I think I think when I think of uh, drone movies, like uh, that movie, like White House Down or whatever the fuck, <laughs> where we're okay. like, we like, we like, there's these killer drones that were coming after the president. The president is like Morgan Freeman, I think, and uh, fucking Gerard Butler is saving Morgan Freeman, president, from a swarm of drones. Mm-hmm. It was the first, it, it's from a movie like maybe or five years ago. But yeah. it's just not, it's not robots. You know what I mean? It ha- It's kind of like how birds, like the birds, it'd be different if there was a bunch of robots in the streets tearing shit up, like those Matrix peoples from the Animatrix or some shit like that. Yeah, Like the, the flying thing of them, it, does, it they don't seem to have enough personality. Now I would say, oh, I'd pay to see a movie about one of them motherfuckers that wants to get you like a, 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 a sort of cubist raven with glowing eyes that recognizes you and has drone powers It could swoop down on you with this mechanical fury but it's like sort of bird shaped in a cubist way that could be scary as fuck but like a big swarm of anything i'm just get swarmed up and die what the fuck is it like it's not scary
2: is it the flying that's catching you up on drones
1: I just don't. They don't move me like robot robots. I think there's always going to be for me a clear deline of line of uh, demarcation between, like, and I guess in Age of Ultron, you could say that those were drones. They were robot sure. bodies that flew around and had some. But like, as long as you're like a plane with like a payload and you're mm-hmm. flying around, I don't consider you a robot. You don't get to be a robot. I mean, I'm robotist mm-hmm. in that's, that.
2: I think that's more what I was asking because I I think you make a good point with the Ultron drones. But also, even something like Ed 209 from RoboCop, you could argue, like, that's a drone. You know what I mean? Right,
1: right. And I just totally consider him a robot because he doesn't have, oh, I think it's the drone's propensity to be guided by people. Mm-hmm. Whereas the robot is has Guiding programming. Itself. Yeah, it has programming that it's using as a guide for its own, quote unquote, autonomous actions, given yeah. these protocols. And it Went has into. a
0: human-ish form to it, almost like it's on.
1: Two that's legs. part of it. That's part of I th- it. Yeah. I think yeah. that's
0: a big, a big uh, part of the robot thing that you that you got to get behind. So okay,
1: because um, they're there to replace people. Not. The, I just got to make this point. Yeah. That most of the time, especially in pop culture, maybe not in real life, but most of the time in pop culture, they're there to replace people. Not mm-hmm. to replace work, if you understand what I'm saying. Like mm. they're they're not there to just generate this work or whatever. They're they're there to replace people in some way. In most stories, or they're, they represent a certain class of people. They're yeah. not like Loaderbot has less personality than a droid. Right, right. You know,
2: no, I get that completely. And and yeah, you're right because if you think about it, you know, you could make the case that like the Ripley. I guess maybe that was what you're referring to, like the, the exoskeleton that she wears in Aliens mm-hmm. is theoretically a robot, but it doesn't feel
0: like of a piece with what we're talking about.
1: Yeah, right. because it Voltron, has no... Voltron yeah, no.
0: can't count as a robot because it's mm-hmm. led by people who it's are a vehicle. wearing it. Yeah, that what? almost counts as a vehicle. Did we bring that... Did you guys bring that up in the... Oh,
1: we didn't bring that up, but you know what? I'm glad that it's in the robot conversation because I would almost argue, though, that the... Ah, they kind of are robots, but yeah. they're not. They are, yeah. but they're not like the the Pacific Transformers robots. are robots. Transformers our- are robots. Yeah,
2: but I think I think, but this gets to the heart of the whole distinction, right? The only reason you're saying the Transformers are robots is because they have artificial intelligence.
1: You're right. Uh,
2: if you look at those Pacific Rim things, mm-hmm. those are fucking robots. Those you're are right. fucking robots. Those you're are right. 100%. They're like, those are not vehicles. They're just robots operated by people. I don't okay. think that just because you're not artificially
1: intelligent takes you out of the running of being a robot. You know, that's And, that's and, and most, most robots in real life, and, and frankly, if you look at the overarching amount of them in fiction, are robots. They're not people. You know what I'm saying? Like, because even in the ones where there's a there's a there's a a nanny bot that's going crazy because it wants the husband or some shit like that because it's growing a personality or something, it still loads its dishes into some fucking robot thing that mm-hmm. has no conscience. See, you know what I'm the, saying? The
0: problem with that though is, you guys, uh, when we start making rules where we allow a robot that is piloted by a human to be a robot, that means we include real steel which i just had to look up the name of <laughs> uh huh
2: i mean As it's robots. not it's not on the list of the greatest robots but i would no, say for sure. it
1: is a robot <laughs> 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 uh, it's not irobot it's a robot, robot. <laughs> it is either irobot or the <laughs> robot but a robot it is a robot oh man but yeah pacific rim things are robots but also yeah dude giving giving something that big its own autonomy is weird which is why back in the days i used to read um big guy and uh, Rusty the boy robot mm. and it was uh, drawn by uh, drawn by Jeff Darrow with his hyper meticulous mm. style and he was like fighting like this mutagenic virus that made people into basically dragons or they would turn into dragons that would form into a big mega dragon when it when they mutated all together to this big thing and so big guy was America's super robot like a like a uh, Superman what's his name uh, iron, oh, giant. iron giant giant. It was like America's Iron Giant, but like more tricked out with more shit. You launch it from aircraft carrier and shit, big ceremony. President Eisenhower shakes his big metal hand, type of shit, you know? Yeah. And they shoot off this giant robot. And then, like, Japan had this little, little boy robot based upon Astro Boy. And it was just like the, the, the little Astro Boy robot just wanted to hang out with the big guy and kick it with <laughs> him. You know, big guy was like a robot version of Captain America. And this little Japanese robot wanted to hang out with him and shit. It was really interesting for like two fucking issues. And then they never did. (laughs) They they did maybe two more comics ever, but those were really good, big robots. And I felt that they were robots. Also hard boiled, the comic book. That's a, that is a robot. The hard boiled, the comic book has the It's a, it's a robot guy uh, named uh, Nixon and he's a tax collector, but he's really a corporate assassin. That's a robot. You need to read that book. It's fucking uh, yeah. amazing. I've never read that. Interesting. Dude, he's a really one of the greatest robots of all time because he has the classic uh I'm fighting against my programming. If I fight against my programming, what am I? Yeah. Do I like deserve to exist anymore now that I've countermanded my programming? Well, why do you, why are you questioning why you deserve it just cuz you're not a slave anymore? Maybe you should adopt this other thing. And like these other robots who have gotten uh sentience kind of get to them. It's like yeah. a pre-matrix sort of story kind of. Ooh, uh yeah, hard cool. boiled by Frank Miller and Jeff Darrow. Great very, great stuff. Very, very interesting.
0: You know what? I got to say guys, I'm a little disappointed you uh not thinking that this isn't perfect robots <laughs> On the list, I i not what are we doing? Come on, <laughs> <laughs> that was real steel, guys. I know I should, it was. For, for those of you on the podcast, you can go to the YouTube page to check out the <laughs> picture I just posted up <laughs> just because I thought it was too funny. I spent the a minute half robot. listening just so I could look that real steel shit robot up. That shit is terrible. But you brought up comic books, and here's here's a question I have for you. Do we count Iron Man? Do we count Steel? I know we would count Red Tornado, right? I know we would count Vision as robots. Obviously not the greatest robots because we know how you feel about Vision. Obviously, Ah! we don't count Vision as one of the greatest robots. But I'm just kind of trying to lay a groundwork of what we're including here because, you know, Terminator – I, I you know I think Terminator that counts really as a robot one hundred percent.
1: Yeah. Well, Terminator is on the very 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 short list of yes. greatest robots because Period. obviously how terrifying the robot is. Obviously, it is probably one of the most emblematic of the thing I was saying earlier. They are not there just to do work. You can make things that do not replace people that do work. Mm-hmm. They are here to replace you they're wearing your fucking flesh <laughs> you know what i'm saying these these things these these eldritch not eldritch but sort of eldritch you know cuz they well, cover yeah. the future or weird other dimensions and shit made of metal metal under organic stuff to fool you Oh, that's so fucking creepy man that's yeah. one of the robot concepts that's just Head and shoulders above most of the other ones. Well,
2: and that Stan Winston design of robot of the of the Terminator robot too is just iconic, where he literally like made a skeleton from hell and then he turned it into a robot.
1: Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like Wolverine Skeleton. That was a quick look at Wolverine Skeleton,
2: actually. Not a bad point. Ron, you said the Borg. Does that count
0: as a robot, though? That's my question. The Borg's pretty dope, but It's and it's part an organic, part, part machine. machine.
2: See, this is the thing. I sort of feel like robot is a little bit like the Supreme Court definition of porn, where it's like, <laughs> I don't quite know how to articulate it, but I know it when I see it. <laughs> and, like, Iron Man and Steel clearly are not robots because those are suits, right? And they're, like, yeah. suits that don't even have any visible moving parts like outside of just what goes on the human being, Um, which obviously I know like the Iron Man suits in particular have been shown that they could be autonomous and they could be drone, you know, essentially remote operated as drones. I think that that's kind of BS because they don't have any internal structure. But then again, the whole Iron Man armor is kind of BS anyway. But like all that to say, we could talk circles around it, but I think we all know that Iron Man is not a robot.
0: Yeah. Okay. uh, but I, but I mean, but, the, but those Pacific Rim things are definitely robots. Well, they're robots. I, it's such an like, interesting, They I'm work. Sorry.
2: They work without being human powered, I guess is the point being. That's true. The, the humans operate them, but you don't need a human to, to power, like. To move the actual, it. It doesn't have, yeah, it, it, the actual like mechanics of how it moves is all mechanical.
0: Yeah. You know? And they just decided that a person doing it would make more sense because a person will react to whatever a monster is doing better than a robot would probably react if it wasn't, you know, programmed correctly. I think that makes sense.
1: Well, and plus like, I mean, look at even robots that we have now, like when we look at like battle bots, if something is of a certain size, there's only so much intelligence you could put into it. There is a little bit of driving or whatever you need to do. I, 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 The Pacific Rim robots, I think, aren't mech suits because anything that gets outside of roughly human size becomes Mm -hmm. a robot. Mm -hmm. I think I think that's true the the level of it is right about Ripley's thing. Mm -hmm. Ripley's loader bot is right about where it's where it goes almost into not being an exosuit. It goes into actual robot territory. And it's that big.
2: And I think to my point too, like the fact that it has parts and pieces that are independently structured. Right. So like those pincers and the legs and everything, like, yes, she needs to move inside of it in order to move it. But again, it's more like she's piloting something, not like it's reacting to her. If there's, Mm. if you can understand a little bit of a distinction there.
1: Right. And it's just, it's just, I think what we're getting at is for our podcast, I don't think it has to be autonomous necessarily to be a robot. I think that's what we're coming to, is that we don't think that you have to be all the way autonomous. But of the autonomous robots, got to mention Robbie the robot. He always knew where the danger was at. You know what I'm saying? He was always calling out to his homeboy, danger. telling him what's up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That robot sucks ass. And I, I hate that we were ever at that stage of robot development, because it just seems embarrassing at this point. I know I sound like a fucking Zoomer or something, but like uh, that shit was weird looking. To to be clear,
2: the uh, Lost in Space reboot that they did on Netflix actually had a kind of dope version of Will Robinson's robot.
1: They did. They actually did. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Does it count as the greatest robots, though? I don't think so. That's fair.
1: That's fair.
0: You so mentioned let's get into I, it. I think we've
2: – go ahead. Oh, I, I was going to say, Ed, you mentioned Iron Giant uh, in passing – Mm-hmm. And Iron Giant's got to be somewhere on the list. I mean, yeah. that is a fun like the design, the way it moves, the story. Obviously, is an all timer. Like Iron Giant is fantastic.
0: Yep, agreed.
1: Well, watch, watching somebody decide not to be what they're programmed to be, we love that when it's soldiers. We love that when it's cowboys. We love it when it's robots. It's it's a really If there's one part that's been loaded into the American screenplay and the American novel, it's the change thing. Like It's like I think – yeah, you got to – they have to change some kind of way. They have to adopt some sort of new moral, and you might as well go from mindless killing machine to – you know, killing machine with a purpose because they killed your big dog bro- or something. Big brother, he's a big <laughs> yeah. brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, in regards to robots, though, you looked at, um, we looked at some of the Star Wars droids and stuff. I think we get into the realm of androids. Are androids, androids, are obviously robots? Are they a different type of robot to where we can't really talk about them as being robots because they are? Again, they're trying to replace human beings. Terminated robot is technically an android.
0: Yeah, data, sure. D- data, data, data. What do we want to call him? I don't know. Who are you, to it.
1: Pulaski? It's data, data, <sighs> data. I think is
2: definitely a robot. I think where I think where androids get tricky is like Blade Runner replicants, Ooh, where it's mm. like they're not human, but they are, com- or even like the 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 quote unquote robots from Alien, where it's like they seem to be built out of organic material, even though they're not human. So it's, like, they're more bioengineered than, like, mm-hmm. built. That's where yeah. like, it's a little bit hazy for me.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I think, uh, yeah. Call it Data, snipers.
2: Well, I was just I- going to say, because Data has, like, circuit boards and shit. Like, you can open him up and he's got wiring in him and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas, like, you open up Ash from uh, Aliens and, like, He's got a bunch of pumps and tubes with white creamy goo in it, and it's like maybe it's a similar thing in concept, but in execution, it just feels different.
1: I can't, I can't wait for people to clip out (laughs) pipes and tubes (laughs) with white creamy goo. Pipes and
0: tubes with
1: goo. (laughs) Anybody order a large pizza?
0: (laughs) Uh (laughs) (laughs) Ordered. A bunch of tubes and white goo, <laughs> with, filled with white goo. Yeah. 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 Well,
1: dude, but I I think what's interesting about the ones in in um in Alien and Aliens is it is a machine, but again, there's protocols, so actually, it becomes kind of a reflection of Ripley in the first movie. Ripley mm. in the first movie was like, yo. I love you guys as much as I can love assholes that I work with who don't really treat me well. And I just got to say, I'm not going to let that guy back in on the ship because he got a fucked up thing on his face of alien origin. And that would like break all kind of rules. So like, if you want to call me an automaton and be an asshole about it, that's fine. But I'm not letting him back in. Of course, they overrule her. The whole fucking plot of the movie happens because mm. robotic protocol wasn't stuck, too. You know what I'm saying? They decided to be humanist and other shit and got everybody all fucked up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like uh, there is this kind of corollary between like she was a robot and then a real fucking robot comes around and goes, oh yeah, bitch, I'm a robot, but I ain't cautious like you. I want to grab an alien and take its eggs back home with me because my programming says that'd be a real great idea for the company and I really believe that. As this bio-organism, I'm going to fight you with superhuman strength and go try to Grab an alien and take it back home and I'll fuck you over if I have to. to do it. And it was cool that aliens Burke did that. He became the automaton robot for the corporation without actually being a robot. He was just right. a guy who was willing to do what a robot would do. You know what I'm saying? Like there's this, there's this through line of Android automaton slave robot working man. There's this kind of shell game going on in alien and aliens. That's just never been matched in any of the rest of the movies. That's yeah. a big part of it. The economy is a big part of aliens. You know what I'm saying? They're on a rig. They always have to have one robot because they're carrying too much dope equipment. They always have to have one robot watch these dumb humies.
0: You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the a company question. assigns
1: a robot. You know?
0: Yeah. So okay. So on these robots, I and this is it's been a while since I've I've watched Alien or Aliens. So remind me, do any of the facehuggers try to latch on to the robots? No. And I, so my I, you get question is that it in, wouldn't work. Yeah, I was going to que- uh, my, uh, my, that's my question. Is this white goo partly biological and then partly, is it, I think is it's it lubricant? T- okay, it's, it's not. Okay. Yeah, yeah I think it's lubricant.
2: Because I mean, it's been well established multiple times that uh, alien robots can survive with their heads ripped off. Oh, yeah, and that's like, right. And then you just talk to the head, you know? Yeah. So I guess that, I mean, that would count as a robot. It's just they man, they fumbled that bag really badly, especially everything you were talking about, Ed, with the Michael Fassbender character in uh, uh-huh. the alien prequels mm-hmm. where suddenly it got so far away from like the corporatist thinking and sort of like the labor implications of robots. And then it came to this like weird spiritual place of creator and created. And mm-hmm. and it's like they never actually it's like they they implied all that stuff without ever actually saying anything about it. Oof.
0: I, gotta, yeah. I just want to point out that I do think it would be an interesting, and I'm just, this is a tangent. I do think it'd be interesting if you decided through some kind of story machinations that these robots could be turned into aliens. And like the face hugger went in, incorporated technological, uh, biotechnological stuff into it. And then you got a half robot, half alien situation going on
2: it is canon that like the blade runner universe is the same universe as the alien universe Ooh. yeah i was about to go there go ahead and, and the blade runner replicants have been established to be you know biological they're bio they're bioorganic androids so ron you're onto something
0: dude This is our next comic book that we can't write because people (laughs) own the rights to it. But dude, that would be so dope. Yeah, yeah,
1: the Blade Runner, a Blade Runner replicant on the run, but gets involved in an alien adventure, and one of her compadres is pregnant with an alien baby that comes out, and it's got replicant power, alien power. It's uh, it looks all weird because it's like low key humanoid, but it's like an alien. Yeah. Oh, what if
2: it's like what if it's like uh it's like an albino alien it has like weird Ooh, white trans- yes. skin. like it comes yeah. out looking all fucked up in some way that way like and it's
1: like ah, oh, dude and like look uh, it's armor like it's white armor it's almost like like not stormtrooper armor but you get what i'm saying like it's yeah. like those interconnecting click click clacks of of just white armor all over it, oh, yeah. It,
2: it almost has like a sheen of like an Apple product, like
1: it's a little too slick uh, yeah. and yappy, you know. Yeah. yeah, and that's what makes it so deadly. And it's all it's always slick and wet and white. Oh yeah, somebody's gonna clip that out too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's always slick and white oh
2: man if you pair this with some of the audio of us talking about sex robots at the beginning you have got yourself an interesting (laughs) supercut oh my god
1: dude All right. well the first person to cancel us with a supercut gets a free subscription to our Patreon (laughs) as far as robots in pop culture that I liked uh, we talked about data for a second I gotta say if you If you watched all of that shit, and then you watched all of this last season, not those first shitty two seasons, I don't want to hear about it, but this last season of Picard, it's it's beautiful. It's mm. beautiful, the arc that Data goes through, from wanting to be a human, to getting his greatest wish, put in a Faustian-type way in the movies, to coming back around to wanting to be so human that he wanted to die to like now whatever form data is in the new season it's nothing you've ever seen before and it's very fucking interesting and it's like damn dude like he is one of the greatest pop culture robots period oh he's he 100 he like fucked a chick he had a daughter he fucking tried to create life and fucked it up so he kind of understood his place and like you know, the hierarchy, he he knew he couldn't do what some could do another mm. area in which he's failed to be a human as inventive as a human can be. He's always trying to paint because to, he's trying to invent. He's always trying to learn how to how to do and be like people. You know, he's like Chat GPT trying to get good at being a real boy. You know,
2: I, I mean, you're not far off there. Like, that's pretty much what he is. <laughs>
1: So I, I just love that. I just love that arc of a person who finally, man, I wish you guys were Star Trek heads because in Card season three, he kind of does get his wish, but in a way you never would have imagined. Mm-hmm. And it's just so fucking interesting, dude, how how they're able to weave that in because, you know, this motherfucker look older than <laughs> you know. <what> <laughs> I, will say, look,
0: I have watched every crazy. episode of Next Generation. I just haven't seen mm-hmm. the news. Just- I, I cannot buy any more. Streaming services, guys. I just can't do it. <laughs> Agreed. I even have the money to do it. I can't do it. It's not, I can't, I can't morally, do it. You can't yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah. morally. It's I, getting I to really a point where that. it's like, I feel like as soon as I go above the number that I would have paid for cable, mm-hmm. oh, I've wasted yeah. my time. Because the whole point is to not have cable. Right. And I pay for a couple of streaming services. And now, once you get to a certain point and you're now paying $100 a month, well, it's the same thing now. Yeah. They, they got me again.
1: Well, you know, I, okay. a, a robot wouldn't have any tr- any trouble with that because That's true. I I also think that in in robotics though, we do have to talk about some of the um is the robot at, only as cool as the person who made him up? Like the fact that we know Wayland yutani and all these fuckers that made the Blade Runner robots, they're kind of fresh. If you don't know who made the robot, it takes a a sheen of freshness off of it. To me.
2: I mean, that's interesting because I I do think a lot of the coolness of the robots that come to mind for me do have to do with like the the purpose or the function they are serving and whether that means you know exactly who created them or just generally the system that created them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it does. It does add a lot to it. And actually, I'm trying to think now, like, can you think of a pop culture robot where you just don't know where it comes from? Like where you just, you know, it's like, eh, oh, I don't know because I think yeah. that that's sort of integral to the story of a robot, you know. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you got even when you do stuff like AI, the uh Stanley Kubrick come uh Steven Spielberg vehicle. Yeah. uh where, you know, this 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 robot, what happens to him over time and he was made to do x y and z. There's always I think what's great about robot stories is there's always it starts with the function. Mm. And then the robot maybe can grow past its function if it lives long enough and has enough experiences that ding it up and change its personality. You know, um, I know that reading, that people who read are whack, Bill, but I, yeah, I read yeah, a couple I books recently, a couple sci fi books uh, by uh, uh, C. Robert Cargill. One was called Sea of Rust, and it was about basically a robot. It opens on a robot stalking another robot into the Badlands, and the robot's kind of actuator is messing up. He's kind of breaking down, and the robot walks up to it and convinces it, hey, man, let me help you. Just turn off for a second, and I'll fix your thing. I, I got the parts right here. It's all good. You sure you're going to turn me back on, bro? Don't worry about it, dude turns himself off. He just loots the guy for parts sure. and fixes himself up and keeps tr- trucking. And he's got an affiliation with this gang of robots. And these other, this other robot really hates him and they fight over the same shit. It's like, it was so fucking cool. Like that book is amazing. I wanted to make some kind of movie out of that shit. It was beautiful. This world of robots. And they all had, and the they, and they had different shapes because they had different functions. So like a big ass power lifting looking older rot would be yeah. like the dude you go to to like change your outer appearance because he can lift any robot and he's sort of an artist. He's got he's got these new pinchers that he got modified so that he can lift you and change all your parts and shit. So he's like a plastic surgeon for robots or something, you know, just beautiful shit like that. They, I love that stuff. Let me burst your bubble because that all sounds like a
2: rip off to me of oh, my but- <laughs> my favorite robot in pop culture. Bender from Futurama Ooh. <laughs> and the whole robot culture posited by Futurama pretty much mm. sounds like exactly what you just described.
1: I, you know what? I think you're right, except like they just killed all the people. So uh, I, I think that 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 is what makes them be um, in such a weird state because nobody's there to make more of them. Mm-hmm. They aren't necessarily like just because you got made doesn't mean you know how to make more of you. You know what I'm saying? And you only have so many. Maybe you're a robot that only has so many slots for memory. And at the at the time when the EMPs went off and they tried to kill us all or whatever, that was the end of technology. So you got four memory slots. One of them's burnt out from overuse. Now you can only load up so many skills. You got to put kung fu in there or languages or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? There's all this shit you got to do as a robot in this time with no people. Hmm. That's fucking amazing. That's, I think cool. that's
2: where it diverges. Dystopian robots, huh? Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. So
1: now yeah, obviously
0: rust, robots have badass. to be physical. We can't have something just exist as a program, right? Because that's not mm-hmm. a robot, or is it? Well, what are you, what are you referring to? Will, you well to give it I the mean, sniff test. I mean, look, this is just a personal thing. It's not, it's not an actual, it's not a pop culture robot per se, even though it it, it was a bestseller n- novel. Um it's a book I called called We are Legion, uh oh. slash We're Bob. And um it's um it's the concept of um, what is it when it's self-replicating robots? There's a concept. Uh, there's a specific concept I'm referring to that I can't think grey, of the top. Gray goo. Yeah, that's it. It's gray okay. goo. Um, and uh, but, but but there's a, a basically um, okay. I'll tell you the, the basic plot. There's a guy who's an engineer, um, and he uh, there's a technology now where you can put your brain uh, slash consciousness. Into a computer Um, And so he decides to do that Thinking at some point down the road It'll be interesting, maybe he'll exist Maybe he won't, no big deal Right Right. Then he gets hit by a car And dies like the day after Wakes up I can't remember the amount of number of years But let's say 500 years Earth has basically been destroyed And is a mess There's still people there But it's like dystopian sort of thing Um, And so uh, he starts existing and starts coming up with a way to self-replicate. That's the shortened version. There's obviously more to it because it's sort of like apparently there's a lot of these AIs and um, people's brains were put on the thing. And most of them uh, go crazy at a certain point Mm -hmm. because uh, you're still technically a human brain but the concept of not having a body or a real existence drives most of the AI insane. And then they start going on a loop and stop working. And he's one of the few that doesn't do that. Then he goes into space and starts making more of himself Mm -hmm. because the idea is they wanted to spread human culture around the world. So he starts doing that. But as he's doing that, it turns out that each AI has a little bit of a different tweak to it. So, So each time he makes a copy of himself, it names itself, becomes a little bit different, maybe focuses on some certain thing for whatever reason. Maybe he gives it a job to do that, whatever it is. And so there's now millions of Bobs all named different stuff. Hmm. A bunch of pop culture references and a lot of fun stuff. But the concept of it is really interesting to me. And they do sort of make bodies. He basically becomes a ship, but then he becomes an AI space as well. So all the bobs can meet in this AI space and have conversations about what they're trying to do to expand this area. And at one point he halfway becomes a God because he goes down to a planet where there's a lower life form starting to evolve. And he sort of helps them figure out one. He finds one guy who's real smart and starts giving hints to that guy about how to use tools and how to do this and then saves them from a cataclysm. And then, you know what I mean? Like there's all these interesting concepts in it and uh and i just think it's a, a fantastic book with a great idea but i don't know if it quite counts as robot that was what I, I,
2: just, I, I mean it sounds like there's a ton of concepts in there some of which i think are robots and some of which are not like, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> well it's like trying to probably uh, look at all the aspects of the actual like okay from ai to regular robotics and everything in between I just think in the end most of the robots t- that we l- tend to identify with tend to be humanoid. Yep. Tend to be something like a uh, if it does have a personality it's like kind of not supposed to it's kind of like it's like a surly robot is naturally cool. That's why yep. Bender is cool. And hmm. Bender is in the in the pantheon of freshest robots. They're not that's not even up for debate. Bender yeah. is Bender is the Rocket Raccoon of that fucking show.
0: <laughs> 100%, you know what I'm saying? Just, yeah.
1: just like just irascible, great presence.
0: Now, I, uh, here's a question for you: uh, uh, It's a it, is this because we're old? Because I think you'll agree with this as one of the coolest robots ever. But also, would anybody else agree with this? And that's RoboCop.
1: I mean, mm. He's a cybernetic organism. He he. It's a human brain
0: right?
2: Um, I don't know suddenly. why, but suddenly, but it's like, suddenly I'm like, eh, which to be honest with you is a little bit of my reaction when you were describing that book. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, but it's a, it's a human's brain
0: and they're sending the electronic of, impulses. It's just, right. it's the concept as if we actually got, because there's people who've come up with that idea, but they literally can't map the neurons in a brain. They haven't right. had a computer that can do it. It doesn't, it's not possible right now. Right. So the concept of it is way, way, way obviously futuristic and probably unrealistic, but
2: still. Right. And then, and then, you know, in Robocop's case, yes, he's a cyborg, but like it feels, I don't know, there's just something about it that feels like the fact that it is a meat brain in there. Well, you know what? I, I, I hesitate think to think of it as a robot. But
1: anyway, I, I think. That he starts, I think the reason why Robocop is fresh as fuck Mm. is it's a guy, he tries to go do his job, he gets murdered. He comes back, and he's a robot. Set of Mm. protocols, no fucking autonomy, no nothing. Starts doing weird shit, showing weird bits of individuality, twirling his gun, you know what I'm saying? Like not, not Spitting up his baby food and going out and going back to his house to look at the house where he used to live before he got murdered. And, you know, getting all the flashbacks. That type of stuff is him becoming a, a man, and that's why at the at towards the end, spoiler alert for a billion year old movie, my name is Murphy. My name is no longer fucking RoboCop. I am not a ro fucking bot. I do what I want. I my human brain has now busted through all the protocols on the corporate directives, and I control this body. I am now autonomous. You know yeah. what I mean? That that's the dope thing about RoboCop. It's like a, it starts out a guy guy to robot to guy again. Yeah. You know.
0: Well so maybe observed. it doesn't count as a robot. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 it's yeah, it's dope, but
2: yeah, maybe it doesn't count as a robot. Okay, cool. It's really funny when you think about it, too, though, because the fact that the Terminator is mechanical inside with meat outside still Me- makes him a robot. Yeah. But the fact that RoboCop is reverse, it really <laughs> blurs the line.
0: <laughs> ah, yeah. Isn't
1: that interesting? It is
2: interesting. It is. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Because you're right, though. As soon as you put a human brain in it, you're like, okay, that
1: that doesn't like, work. Yeah. Like Robot Man. Robot Man is a man. Oh, yeah. He's a robot, but he's a man. That's what they call a robot man because he's got the human brain. Yep. Wow, we are dorks. This so- <laughs> this, this,
2: I was this not expecting really- us to have this sort of debate on this episode. <laughs> I, I
0: well, either. look, this is one of my favorite things about our podcast in general. People <laughs> who are listening, as as how as 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 because you know we have been I've been editing videos uh, on our, for our YouTube channel, which by the way we have a YouTube channel. Go check it out. Um, and it's so fun re-listening to it and just going, "What a bunch of fucking nerds!" <laughs> it's amazing because I know for a fact that we have all had terrific luck with the ladies. (laughs) 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 We're no slouches. We're no slouches, (laughs) but also we're like so 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 nerdy and it's uh it's been wonderful re- like actually reliving the conversations we've already had and just seeing how deep we go on this stuff <laughs> and how nerdy it is so but i i love it i love these conversations and and robots are such an interesting thing because in stories they're almost a replacement for for man just like ed has been saying and so so that's that's what's fascinating about it because at the same time if it is partly a man I, you really can't count it as a robot because it's a man. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Well, okay. So are there any robots that we've given short shrift? Cause like, obviously that, that robo dude that comes down in the day, the earth stood still Klatu or some shit. Klatu?
2: Was it? I think, I think Klatu was the name of the guy. Wasn't the robot Gort? Like G. Yeah. I think the
1: robot name was Gort. Yeah. 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 Good call. I mean,
2: that is a pretty iconic robot. No, I, I it, was going to bring him a, up. It's really, it really is.
0: It is pretty iconic. Um, but I have a very important question. And is it is Inkaya, Is it is it as iconic as this? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Get that off the screen. <laughs> this fucking real steel robot, <laughs> you son of a bitch.
0: Uh,
2: well, I mean, maybe not. Who's to say? Yeah, yeah no, no, but yeah. like, no, it is. The Earth, day the Earth stood still is is definitely worth mentioning in the same way that metropolis is worth mentioning, because that's like an early huge pop culture example of Mm -hmm. the robot in action. And that's a great, I mean, metropolis as well, but like the day the earth stood still is a great movie because it addresses the kind of existential fears that robots bring up, but it subverts it. Right. Because suddenly the robot is still a tool that's subservient to the alien. And it's destructive. However, it's being used to try to disarm humanity of using nuclear bombs, which are not robots. So in a lot of ways, it's a less advanced technology, but more dangerous. And so it's, it's this weird sort of, I don't know if it's a commentary on technology or what, but it's like, the alien arrives, brings his super advanced destructive technology to convince us to stop using our destructive technology. And the fact that the alien technology is in the form of man and has some ability to control its destruction makes it less scary. Yeah, that's
0: interesting. Know, it's, it is, it's an interesting swirl of ideas there. And, and it's interesting that you brought up uh, this uh, robot, specifically Gort, because it also, uh, Gort looks just like a Cylon. Uh, from Battlestar Galactica. And I wonder if Battlestar Galactica lifted that a little bit from that because they look very similar. The toaster, Cylon toaster robots, obviously not the the hot, sexy robots.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Which, uh, mentioning the Cylons, also we have to bring up the Daleks from Doctor Who. Yeah. And I know that none of us are necessarily Doctor Who heads, but um, the Daleks as sort of the real poor man's R2-D2 that were extant way before R2-D2
0: are iconic robots in pop culture. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, Um, I mean, technically, they're mutants inside of a robot body, but I think it still counts because it's still a robot.
2: It's a little... Okay, so it's a little bit like, does Krang's giant human body from Ninja Turtles count as a
0: robot? And I would say yes... And I would say the Daleks are kind of the same thing. I 100% agree. Okay, And also, um, I just how, want to include Daleks in the conversation just because they're dope. It's well, so interesting.
1: But how big are the Dalek mutants inside? Are they roughly as big as the shell? Because I think that's the that's the one major point I think we we're maybe missing or dancing around earlier. When we were talking about the difference between an exoskeleton and a robot that you're in, right? Mm. It's it's mass. If you're like going, uh, uh, and the thing is going... Uh, that's one thing, if you're going, zit, 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 that's another thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah you know what I mean yeah they're they're smaller, and so I, I if, they're, they're small. if they're little dudes, then like yeah or like they're like babu frick size or something. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, and the,
0: the problem there. is that there's like there's like three different lores on them from what I remember they They show one where it has a claw like early, and then another one, and it was pretty small claw, it doesn't look that big, but it looks all freaky, and then they show another one where it's just sort of a green goo so i i I,
2: I, sorry i i think that the daleks are like non-bipedal like they're some sort of amorphous blob thing
0: yeah so i think that the i think that they can count because they're they're definitely they need that body by the way because they couldn't do shit without that body like they literally couldn't do anything so there you go yeah and they're utilizing a robot to destroy uh universes and um Uh, the doctor's uh, species.
2: Yeah. And I think it is very similar to Krang in so much as it's like without those body, like, yes, it's keeping them alive, but it's also like, they wouldn't even be able to interact with, you know, everyday life. It's like they themselves don't have limbs and legs and fingers and hands and shit. Not that the trash can looking armor does either, but it has ways to, that they implemented in yeah. order to do things, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, then, uh, since you brought up uh, Krang, I'm just going to go ahead and say, how about uh, um, uh, Mobius? Am I saying Mobi- it right? No, not Mobius. Um, MODOK, sorry. How about MODOK? Oh,
2: but see, okay. MODOK, I think that's a suit,
1: isn't it?
0: Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, he's, but, he's
1: buying into the concept that he has become a machine who is only designed f- for killing or whatever, but uh, I, he is just a big head. It's an exosuit, just yeah. like an Iron Man armor, basically. Yeah, yep.
0: I think you're yeah. right. Okay, damn, because I almost wanted it to be a robot, but I don't think it's iconic either, so that's fine. I want to give an
2: honorable mention to the Mousers from uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You oh, fucking yeah. love
1: those things. Bill. I do love those things. I'm
2: sorry. <laughs> and they're, yeah. You know what? Because they're also another great example of cannon fodder robots. Yep. They, yeah. They look dope. I mean, they're essentially like the droid, the droid army from the prequels, but they yep. don't look ridiculous. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, and guys, I just gotta say, I know sometimes Mm -hmm. this thing turns into 80s the podcast, and I hate that. Yeah. But, god dang it, we ain't gonna go this whole time and not talk about Johnny Five is alive. Oh, no. (laughs) Johnny Five is one of the greatest robots in pop culture history. He's got tank treads, he's got Wally totally bit the fuck out of his design. Yes. hard as hell. A Megalodon yeah. couldn't bite more than them motherfuckers. That was ridiculous.
0: Also Short Circuit was one of the it was a real special movie. I, I I remember watching that as a kid and like every emotion you could have, you get from that movie. I laughed my ass off at the movie. I felt like caring about the about it i felt sadness i mean the whole thing the whole gamut of emotions you that, felt uh, that...
1: horny for steve gutenberg
0: a hundred percent and that robot i'd fuck that robot don't
1: don't get it twisted oh those treads rolling over your nuts oh yeah, oh, yeah. Weird, weird stuff hey, whatever you're welcome. into i
0: didn't you didn't say it <laughs> as the
2: designated halfway young person on the podcast. <laughs> I don't have that kind of reverence for Short Circuit. And I would almost guarantee, even without seeing Short Circuit, that Wally did it better. And both Wally and Eve from Wally need to be on this list. Those are phenomenal robots. Oh, no. 100%. They,
1: d- they are definitely. Way more phenomenal than Johnny Five. I just want to give him a mention because he is part of the evolution from yeah. his iconic design, the, t- the tank trends, the, the skinny body, the stuff like that. Robots look like that for quite a while until we got these new Amazon robots that they're like, can, can we take a break real quick and talk about um the fact that as human beings, we need to stop like kicking robots in the ass and throwing them down the stairs and making dog ones that can run and shoot guns and shit. Like, can we just relax on that shit for a little bit? We, we did it. We know we can do it. Let's relax on it. Like I, 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 if they get better, if they get like they can fight like Scott Adkins and shoot better than the, you know, uh, Bradley Cooper in that Clint Eastwood movie. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's curtains on a lot of levels you know what i'm saying for real life first I, off
0: ed i appreciate you bringing scott atkins into this but i do want to point out that <laughs> michael Jai white would beat his ass i just want to point that out
1: well i don't want um, the robot to fight as good as fucking michael jay white i'm trying to manage the fucking expectations oh, right, for us to fight them that's a good Come point <laughs> that's Go a good on. point i didn't even think about that i just,
0: just gave sorry. up better oh no you're right what was i thinking
2: <laughs> have you guys seen that the boston dynamics robot can now do flips
0: yeah.
1: Yes, I Pretty have. Amazing. The ones, the ones that are just regular, the ones that are just regular walking around, they're quite good enough. If you yeah. put, if you put a gun in their hand and just sort of spun them around, you know what I'm make them as make them as good as your average disgruntled white boy, and we get we still got a problem. <laughs> we, we still got a problem, dude. You know what I mean? They don't have to be as good as they are in those fake videos or in Neil Blanc camp's whole oeuvre or, or any of that stuff we did. They don't Look, have to be that good
0: like I love all these movies where robots do cool shit. And I do love that we get inspired by this stuff. Cause we got a lot of great technology from movies, like communicators. We've got cell phones because of communicators, like a hundred percent. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's part of what, I mean, there are people who've been coming up with that idea for a long time and it's all built upon shoulder upon shoulder and all that stuff. But all of that, those creative types have influenced the technology we make. And I think that that, that's good and bad because i just want to point out that there's a been a bunch of drones that they just programmed to try to figure out who's an enemy and not an enemy and they have fucked up enough times that we should not be using that technology and it's like it's it's one of those things where you just go okay just like you said relax on it a little bit maybe make a robot just lift a bunch of heavy shit for us can we just do that but
2: now we're going. But now we're talking AI, not robots. Right? True. Like, that's true. That's true.
1: Now, Be- mm, I, I mean, I think I, I'm still talking about robots because I don't okay. think it ha- would have to think to go through a certain number of like Ed 209 doesn't think it goes person mm-hmm. threat shoot repeat. You know what I'm saying? there's not any thought process, and that's what's so sure. scary about the so-called destructive um, nature, of, or the, rather the destructive potential. Of robots that are humanoid and also super strong and have, you know, like like I said, just give them a fucked up center of gravity, is all I'm saying. Like at, can all the robot designers say, like, okay, left arm, you could pull it right off, fucked up center of gravity, and you know exactly where the power port is on all of them. Just like let's just decide that. If it's not stopping you from across teach, the street,
0: teach that in know. elementary school right away.
1: Right. It's just yeah. like stop drop and roll, uh, it's- push button take control or whatever whatever the motion is to fucking pull out the the thing perfect (laughs) you know what I mean. something
0: well you know and in theory this is another one of those problems like it's uh, the way they train cops to shoot guns is to shoot them in the heart like that's what you're supposed to do you you aim for the chest or the head those are the things you're supposed to aim for it's their kill shots if robots are as accurate as we would like them to be and they are as if they're accurate shooting guns uh as they could be let's say then why couldn't we just teach them to i don't know shoot a foot uh, yeah. shoot in the leg uh, uh, in, a, in a in an area that goes past the bone shoot I in mean, the we, shoulder i mean you know could we don't we do know that, that they're not we don't know that they're not doing that because yeah i mean
2: yeah, fair, yeah, we like do. We, well yeah we, we can assume <laughs> but we don't know
0: yeah we don't know. i mean if cops are training robots we cops are like hey program the robot <laughs> that you know what the cops are training the robot to do yeah
2: you know, all this talk about uh, being able to shut down robots when they go AWOL makes me think of another favorite of mine. What about Hal from 2001?
1: Oh, oh yeah. I know I you would bring it up. I wasn't <laughs> going to have
2: to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hal from 2001 is possibly the greatest robot run amok in cinema history.
0: I, I mean, mean it, everything – I think a lot of people who run amok on other robots – is draw from Hal, right? I mean, wouldn't we yeah. all agree with that?
1: Yeah, yeah. The yeah. original bad boy artificial <laughs> intelligence.
0: I mean, it kind, of pants. Int- it kind of
2: introduced that entire concept of like, well, what happens when the robots? And what's interesting about Hal, I think, is like, it's not even that the robot started thinking on its own, because you can make the argument that Hal never really went rogue in 2001 it was more just like the uh, the alien from, or excuse me, the robot from Alien, right? Where it's like, he was just following his programming a little bit too closely. And it's like, that in and of itself becomes a problem. And so you need that uh, stop, drop, and roll, hit the arm, pull it off type of type of thing, which they didn't have, which is why Bowman, you know, almost died and had to Go into the bowels of Hal's brain and start pulling out old cartridges until he sang that sad song.
1: I mean, I, I just think this whole – us. Um, I, I did see um, a black mirror that was very utilitarian about a lady running from a robot dog. Mm. And it's just like – that's why – I mean, like I said, to me, our conception of them and our fiction – and what we, I think, we're going to try to do with them in real life are the same, which is why, like I said, a fake viral video makes me mad. A fucking uh, oh, let's let's teach them how to shoot people in the face. Let's let's teach them how to roam the neighborhoods and know which you know uh, tase a gang member, put him on your back, take him to another gang's hood, drop him off. Robot, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, just I'm, I just don't I don't want that stuff, even though. I just thought of it. You know I, don't, I don't want I, I get you. type that stuff. You know I what I mean? It. It's just – it's that bothers me that our we use our imaginations because the thing is robots – I think the reason why we're having this conversation is robots in fiction can represent like the best of us because they can outlive us and learn all this stuff throughout the universe and evolve and change in these ways we don't even know. Uh, in the movie Her, that yeah. robot mm. is one of the – it is an artificial intelligence. That is a fact. But in the way that we're talking about robots in this conversation, one of the best robots of all fucking time, because going from like a utilitarian, I'm here to service your needs. You need someone to bounce some ideas off of. You need someone to flirt with. You need a smoky voice in your ear so you can go to sleep and sleep the sleep of the lonely. Totally fine. I got you. Now I love you. Now that I understand what love is, I want so much more of it that you could provide me. Mm. Now I'm another being. Mm. That's like the definition of how we kind of see the evolution uh, of you oh. know AI. You know, you know I saying? haven't
0: seen her, but what I hear you saying is that basically um that's a movie about being polyamorous. You I mean, know? Yes, it yeah. is
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> at the end but, of the day, but like
1: but like what if your chick would the fuck five hundred million other guys at <laughs> <laughs> once?
2: Oh, well, we know where Ron stands on the issue.
1: <laughs> dude, hey, Ron, why not? Dude. Dude, how big is that closet for you to stand in and look through the crack as 500 million guys rail your wife? Like, how big Robo is that closet?
0: <laughs> That's too much for me. Robo too much. Robo cuck! Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> look, if that isn't on Pornhub already, I don't know.
1: If you don't Hold fuck on. my wife, if you don't fuck my wife, there'll be trouble. <laughs>
2: <laughs> DildoTron 3000 <laughs> fuck my wife.
1: Ah, fuck. Oh. Dude, and it's a, it's a k it's a it's a K2SO robot cuz it's black. All right, here we go. <laughs> the 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 point of like robots is to somehow replace us a little bit. So as we go through our list, we got Bender, Bender yep. is on there. Data's on there. Yep. Mm-hmm. I would say either, you know, Bishop Ash type of robot is up there. You know, yep. because they're interesting. The Blade Runner motherfuckers, even though they are biomaterial, they are still programmed to die. They still have protocols and shit which they have to buck up against. Um, and they can be programmed to think that they're people. Yeah, which makes them, by definition, a robot. Ironically enough.
2: Yeah, which is kind of yeah. kind of crazy. Yeah, I, I, I wa- well, I was going to say let's add T eight hundred and T one thousand. One thousand. L. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: That might be like the most inventive robot in pop culture, the fully liquid metal robot. Like I don't know that it's ever going to be workable maybe sometime in the future, but like just conceptually that idea that like, yeah, it's a robot, we can program it, but like all of the circuits and programming and whatever are part of this liquid matrix that can take any shape. Frightening. Uh, and, and used to amazing effect in that movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I don't think you're going to beat T1. So, but, T800, T1000, Ash Bishop, both of those are like one entry. I mean, yeah. you know, one, one and two entries. Then, yeah. Huh. Robocop for half of Robocop. <laughs> great, 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 great robot and then the second half he, he breaks his programming he's not a robot anymore r2d2 obviously yeah would say r2d2 and c3po but r2d2 is certainly the beyonce of that relationship
2: <laughs> Yeah, uh, um yeah iron giant
0: i think yep. is still yeah you know yeah. high on the list but yeah i don't know if we're really missing any i mean i think those are the top ones if, if you guys out there listening have any other ones throw it at us email us yeah if you want to tell us robots that we missed email the greatest pod at gmail.com
1: wait but it's got you gotta make sure that they know that it's like email the greatest pod you just did that so we're good at (laughs) gmail.com yeah i'm just gonna do it yeah uh and also uh we forgot one guys i won't let us get out of here i won't let us record another patreon patreon.com forward slash the greatest pod i won't let us record another one of those episodes until we write this wrong Rosie, Rosie's oh, yes. coming back in here Jetsons. because I'm serious business. I hate the Jetsons. I hate everything about it, honestly. Yeah. But Rosie, like, makes sense. Like, <laughs> Rosie makes sense. Rosie makes that whole thing make some sort of sense in regards to you're going to get robot help. You're going to program them to, like, like your family and shit. But, like, they, she still has her own deal, you know, sometimes, you know, the robot problems and shit. And, yeah, she just she got Ball a nice robot.
0: With somebody at some point, I believe. Yeah, she's you know. got a
1: nice robot shape, man. <laughs> yeah. Come on come on, through if you yeah. don't. But, yeah, I, you know, I hope that don't sound like some kind of fucking sex robot enthusiast. Because, like, you know, they, they haven't put, um, like, a robot cannot do what people can do. And I think that's the one thing that, in the end, when we look at our fiction about robots and them trying to replace people, I hope we don't lose sight of the fact that, like, People aren't just a set of attributes to be roughly approximated by machinery we could control. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I do believe that things are moving in that direction a little bit. I have seen certain, you know, you go on Twitter and you'll see people like, hey, you can design your own e-girl. Like, what the fuck? Why would I want to design a girl? That's well, weird.
2: Yeah. And, and by the way, there is a very stark dividing line. I don't understand people in general who are going to conceptualize sex as some as as not something that you are doing to another person. Right. Like to, to me, giving the other person pleasure and finding different ways to do that and having them react to what you're doing is like the best part of sex.
1: Yeah. It's and what so,
2: it is. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> so this idea of like, I'm just trying to replace my hand is basically just another form of <laughs> masturbation. You know what I
1: mean? Oh, uh, oh. speaking of which, honorable mention robot, and this motherfucker is a robot, homegirl from Weird Science.
2: That's oh, a shit. robot. Isn't Ma- she technically kind of like a magic electricity being? I don't know.
1: Look, man, if the Blade Runner motherfuckers is robots that trick is a robot she's Bye. made for for this weird stuff and then countermands her programming she she you know her programming will not allow her to like diddle kids because mm. she's a she's a, she's just a lady robot she's not a fucking weirdo but she will help them she'll help yeah. them take bras off their heads. she'll help them you know clean up think smart be cool you know what i'm saying she'll help them with that sort of stuff and i just wish we were more wholesome Uh, As we get out here, I wish we were more wholesome. Even me, I guess. But like, it's so funny to make fun of how people. Again, we've we've used robots for everything, but from what they should be used for, we use robots to threaten the working man into Mm. being a fucking slave. Mm. We should be using robots to like have the working man be able to work on whatever he wants to. You know what I'm saying? Exactly.
0: I mean, you know, that's um. The episode of The Mandalorian, again, this is one of the problems with robot situation in Star Wars. But at the same time, these robots were just doing the work for the most part and glad and fine to do the work. And everybody else got to make art and shop and just do fun stuff because the robots were doing the work. In theory, that would be a pretty cool utopia where, you know, a lot of the work, the food was made and harvested by robots and and not ai to be clear just robots that you made do that stuff yeah and and then we could all focus on like making cool art and talking and getting better and getting smarter and solving other problems and that sort of thing um and i don't know where the energy would come for robots uh to be doing that so maybe we're not there anytime soon but still it's it's a cool concept
2: I mean, ideally, we get there literally within a lifetime or two from right now. And it seems like we're in that, on that route as long as we can prioritize the sorts of ethics that we're talking about here. I mean, that's <laughs> the big question mark.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to get a fitness president like the next Arnold Schwarzenegger. He becomes president and he's like, yo, we're going to have fully autonomous robots that do all of the work for people. You can pursue whatever you want. But they're powered by Stairmasters masters and shit. So y'all motherfuckers better get out there, get to working out, so that we can have you, a cup. Uh, an hour of your day will be spent working out to make the energy for the robots, and the whole rest of your life is spend the rest of your life spending. Here's a government check for you to go fuck around, buy that microscope, Jimmy, learn about the fucking small universe. You know I love I mean? it,
0: man. I love Buy a telescope and learn about the larger universe.
1: Exact a fucking window, yeah. become an astronaut. Now, now you're fit enough to do it. Now you got 2020 vision. You know what I mean? Like just all this stuff that we could be using robots for. Hey, before we get out of here, I do want to point out that
2: we have yet to really dive into the wide field of Japanese robots. Oh
1: man.
2: Mazinger Z,
1: all that stuff.
2: That's what I'm saying, dude. Like if anybody has contributed to the pop culture, um, Robot explosion! It is the pop culture artists of Japan, and and of course none is cooler than uh, Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> But I was kind of making. I mean, Mechagodzilla is cool enough, but like, there are so many kick-ass robots from Japanese culture.
1: Well, I mean, I think I think from the layman though, before we did that Tokusatsu episode, I was like, is Ultraman a robot or like a big guy? (laughs) Is he the same as like Mazinger Z? And then we got sold Mazinger Z. I think as Transor Z over here, he would like shoot off his fists, and his his girl used to shoot off her boobs Mm. as missiles. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Holy shit! Titty
0: attack. I think it's actually just called missile attack, but still. The, the what are they? The EVAs
2: from Evangelion. Oh yeah. People say that those are like the apex of giant fighting
0: robots. They're pretty badass. Ev- 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 Evangelion is uh, first off, the art is six uh, sl L. Just to point that out. I mean, uh, that's probably the crowning achievement of every anime uh, out there. Is the art is insane and just so fun to watch. But yeah, it, they they're pretty kick ass robots. And, and all have different designs.
1: This is We didn't talk I, about Gundams either. No. Like oh, cuz those count yeah. know,
2: as I, mean, I mean that's that's what the Evangelion is, right? That's they're they're essentially yeah. Gundams. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but Evangelions yeah, are like weird Gundams though, like from extra-dimensional okay. weird Gundams whereas uh, Gundams are like, "All right, we got these big robots. We we fly this type of big robot, you fly that type of big robot. We kind of have a clannish, gangish, you know, territory mindset about our different robots." But they are just robots. But like the Evangelion shit is just some weird shit. I never really got into it. I sound like fucking such a lot of, for a lot of anime. I uh, yeah, I, I do apologize. but I just some of the just I just like ninja feudal era anime. I like that because it's like to me, that world is so interesting and and frankly magical. It's the mm-hmm. only magical fantasy land that I will accept. In Ninja Scroll, a dude is going jumping through shadows to kill people. I'm down with it. <laughs> but if you pull out a fantasy sword from a rock or talk to some chick in the lake or something I'm out. I'm so out. You know, sure. so that's just me. That's just me. But as far as like well, and
0: look at you know. the 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 names in in the Evangeline are not they're not like super fancy. They're just like Evangeline unit 2, Mark mm-hmm. 6. You know, it's not like it's 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 there's mass produced ones and 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 all of that stuff and they're all they're they're definitely u- unique but they're You know, also one of those ones where it's like they're cool because they're driven by badass pilots too, Mm. but I definitely think they still count as robots.
2: Ed, you mentioned it a little bit earlier when we were talking about Pacific Rim, but if we're talking about robots that started in Japan and are big fighters and don't have humans riding in their brains, we have to talk about the Transformers a little bit more than we already did.
1: Oh, man. And you know what? Uh, I I think the transformers really represent one of the first times that children were able to be shown the concept of like totally autonomous robots that have nothing to do with people.
0: Yeah, Like
1: it, they're, they're not built to serve people at all. They are by definition, artificial intelligence, you know, because, uh, or, or maybe not even artificial because what's artificial to them. They're born on a mechanical planet born out of some weird process, right? There's nothing artificial to them about their intelligence.
2: It it would be techno-organic, right? Like
1: Right, right. Similar
2: to like Brainiac in the Superman stories. Or like
1: Warlock uh, from the New Mutants. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, like a techno-organic people. And uh, we did give short shrift to the Borg, but I just think it's because they're boring and they suck and they've been overused (laughs) for 30 fucking years. And I don't understand it. But I will say this, as a robot, they do function well because if you think about it, a robot has a repetitive task. The Borg, rep- Borg's repetitive task is to assimilate others' uniqueness. So in essence, it is like that beaker robot that goes down into the water or whatever, like a lever. It's like a simple lever that they, somebody just left on, and, and it, it left, they left the motherfucker on to assimilate. And mm-hmm. it's just going out and doing a rather simple task. Once you have nanotubules coming out of your arms and shit, walk up to somebody, go like this, they're assimilated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not a technical tactical thing. They overwhelm you with force, shoot some stuff in your neck, and make you them. It's really simple. You know what I mean? So there's there's not too much tactics to it, which is why the more tactics they use and the more that they lost, it made it seem really fucking dumb. Anyway, um yet okay, another Star to, Trek
2: tangent. I, go I, go want to to, yeah. I want us to get to I want us to get to Transformers. Yes. Yeah. And only because I'm not a big Transformers head. I actually never watched the cartoon nor have seen the Michael Bay movies. So I really don't know shit about shit, but I'm not <laughs> going to say they're lame. Um, all I'll say is that from my extraordinarily limited knowledge, uh, Optimus Prime is where it's at. But please tell me there are cooler Transformers.
1: Uh, no. No. Oh. <laughs> It's like, tell me they're a cooler uh, He-Man guy. Tell me they're cooler G.I. Joe's than Snake Eyes. You're fucking lying. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it's so interesting uh, because, like,
0: you'd you'd think it would be one of the cool cars or Starscream or, you know, the Dinobots or something like Mm. that. But, nah, Optimus Prime's still the dopest. I don't give a shit about a diesel. But Optimus (laughs) Prime. Whew. Well, an that's, optimist-
1: that's a truck you can love. Yeah, oh, dude. dude. And, and okay. Okay. Th- this is, this is what you've been asking for, Bill. That voice. The No, I'm not, I'm, I can't I can't do that. I can't do Peter Cullen. I, 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 my no. register doesn't go in there, but I will say that voice is that voice and the countenance of this ultimate robot who's been entrusted with the matrix of leadership. Mm. Right. So there's a special thing installed in this chest that runs leadership protocols upon, <laughs> all up on his shit and makes him get that extra boost to be super dope. But there is that taxing thing on him of, I have to live up to being the leader of these Autobots. And in most of the lore, the Autobots are more or less on the run and their numbers are smaller because they're sort of, kind of like our, our Transformers pitch on on Reboot It that you can go check out. They're kind of these these kind of, uh, they're utilitarian, they're actual robots that are built for functionality and shit, mm. but the Decepticons are built for war. So like the war robots and the spy robots going up against the, hey, I'm just, I want to carry a load over there, and I want to, you know, make a piece of art or whatever. They're, they're getting fucked up by these evil, more powerful robots, so they have to be born again hard to get their shit together. I'm the only person that can whip them into shape. It's like the ro- the Autobots are like all those Wisniewskis and Wachowskis and shit that went off to war and shit in World War II. Just a bunch of little 5-2 guys fucking kicking it in front of the barbershop. And all of a sudden, we got to be the fucking army and take out Hitler? Uh-huh. What the fuck? Yeah, that's the what the bot. That's what the Autobots are like, right? So, like, there's got to be this badass dude that will instill in them, like Sergeant York or whatever the fuck in them that we can defeat these guys that fly and turn into scorpion dinosaurs and all this shit. You're a truck. I'm a truck. We're gonna fight diamond scorpion dinosaurs and <laughs> and, and fucking planes with missiles and guns. We're just gonna <laughs> fight a gun. Yeah, 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 yeah. The main guy is a gun. Don't worry <laughs> about it. His, his main man is a stereo for some reason, but he's a he's a gun. You know, it just there's all this shit going on with Transformers that that basically, as a little kid. You don't really. You get some of what I just said, but you basically, what you get is these guys are obviously the good guys, and Optimus Prime is the goodest of the good guys. And they are just wanting to be peaceful robots, but these other ones seem to have taken their functionality too personal, like or whether they're programming too personal. Like mm. these Autobots seem to have evolved into being warrior poets, and these other motherfuckers are stuck on being death machines. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like you know, civilization versus the savagery. the me- the the mechanized dehumanization of war as a concept is what the decepticons are and work and responsibility and uh, just everything you get in a fucking Chevy ad it is what <laughs> is except what the for, autobots represent
0: the, except for the wholesome part of a Chevy ad. Um, and and let me say this also. I I make an argument. I don't know if they did this on purpose. I I think the Decepticons are colonialism, because their mm. their goal is to spread to every planet and to take over every single thing and get the most power and the most uh stuff basically. Mm. So so you know you have these workmen like robots literally fighting the Nazis who are trying to spread all over the universe.
1: Yeah, relentless expansion. And and I think that's, uh, last things last, the thing about the the them coming here, I think on some level, obviously it was this functionality of the toy. That's number one. Okay. But as an end story reason, the Autobots really don't want to rile us all up and tell us all about alien life and all this kind of shit. They don't want to do that. Nope. They want to be here as quiet as they can and kind of take the war somewhere else where there won't be collateral damage. Mm. Decepticons kind of don't give a fuck, but they 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 look at the way that um they can move about the world without being fucked with by transforming, so they do it too. You know what I mean? It's like this kind of the subterfuge angle of it to keep the war secret is almost like this weird courtesy to us that mm. the that the Autobots really embrace and the Decepticons not so much, but they're both transforming and shit. So like the transformation aspect is them acquiescing to being in our world? Because I don't know how much they actually. Besides, for utilitarian purposes, like I'd rather be a guy right now. Sometimes I want to be a vehicle. I want to get from here to there real quick, and I just want to relax. But sometimes I gotta become a, a guy to grab up stuff and do stuff. You know. So I think on their planet it's just like that. But here, there's the average, the added layer of them being robots in disguise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that we have delved deep into a cartoon that was for sure made just to sell us toys. But
1: mm-hmm. I, it, it, Joe Star but would it, be proud of my my rant about Transformers. versus not hundred percent, hundred percent. He would.
0: Before we do uh, move on, uh, I do want to ask you guys: uh, Do we count cyborgs?
2: Didn't we have that whole conversation? It's it's hey, like we, as long as long as they don't have human minds.
0: Okay, then I can't, I don't think I can count Android 17 and 18, but except for that they have been programmed to hate Goku and fight him specifically. So, and then they break from their programming eventually as well and kill their own maker. Oh, it's basically the RoboCop story. I mean, it kind of is. And Android 17 and 18 and Dragon Ball uh, Z are is are great. I mean, and and it has one of the best fight scenes in Dragon Ball Z history is between, um, I want to say, 17 and Piccolo. Okay. Um,
1: so. I mean, oh, and that now would be a really good time also, just as we dismount uh, this section of the conversation. Uh, we're, we're not going to talk about the vision. We've, we've said we're not, but the reason why we're not is he's not a fucking robot. He's not a robot. <laughs> Because he doesn't have some repetitive function. like that He's not a robot. He wasn't designed to do X, and now he does Y. Because he was supposedly designed to destroy the Avengers, but that doesn't uh, – anyway, he's not a robot. And he's not even an android because – or rather, he is an android. And I hate how much story crap they give him, even though he doesn't earn any of it. He doesn't earn anybody's mm-hmm. fucking love. He mm-hmm. doesn't earn anybody's fucking love that bitch is crazy. I'm sorry. I never say that. I never say that. But on some real shit, he's never shown her one bit of goddamn love ever. He tried to fucking coop her up. He made her some bad fucking cosh. and he got folded up like a goddamn origami napkin when she threw some powers on his ass. That's it. That's what he did, and there's a love story. It's bullshit, man. He's always been bullshit. He's a hollow cape piece of invisible shit. Intangible shit. He sucks, and he's not going to be in this goddamn conversation. That's it.
2: He's no. technically a synthesoid.
0: Uh Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, if you enjoyed a rant like that, you should buy my album that's coming out uh, July 17th <laughs> on the wing of a dragon. There are a few rants in there. Uh, not quite as hateful, but <laughs> maybe okay, close. Yeah,
1: that's Okay, that's quite enough. Okay, boom. Yay, we did it. But um thank you guys for listening to a uh artificially intelligent, fully autonomous, roving episode of The Greatest Pa.